It's a new season. We're not going to get hurt this year. This time, the cup is coming home. Don't All right. <laughs> yeah. Go, Leafs, go. And suck <laughs> my ass, everybody else. <laughs> there we go. All right. All right, Ba. I got it. You know, why break tradition? I've got this fancy shot glass. And you know what? I know what I did wrong last year because... Okay. What was that? What one thing? The whole reason the Leafs didn't win the Stanley Cup last year was because I was drinking bourbon like a jackass. If I look at Mexico's finest export, it's Austin Matthews. What's the second best export? My man, we got some tequila. That's the only way. Austin Matthews is Mexican. Tequila's Mexican. The cup is coming home. Let's do this, baby. Ooh, everybody blame El Jefe for last season. There you go. Yeah. Drink up. <laughs> You're officially Mexican. Andale, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> ba, buddy, we did we did a little sneak peek when we did the good, the bad in Toronto, but this is Leaf Edition. Let's go, baby. Let's fucking go. You know what? Somber for that first kind of preseason episode we did, Good Bad Toronto, where we focus on the Leafs. Let's be positive right now with how the Leafs are playing until the first round of playoffs. But right now, stuff to be positive about. And that's what this episode is. That's right. This is your first official Leaf edition of this season. Yeah. And we got a big one. We got a big one. And the episode's pretty cool, too. Let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) What a great episode. (laughs) All right. So let's first start off. Let's pretend it's the beginning of the season. I mean, technically it is, but let's pretend it's really the beginning of the season. What are your expectations of this team this year? Let's go. Um, they're going to make the first round of playoffs, and then they're going to lose. Are you saying if, if that's my expectation? Like, I mean, until they prove otherwise, that is my overall expectation, and they have to beat that because sucks to say, and it's a long, long grind till the end of the season, and we're in it with them. So we got to look for the positive, but but that's all it comes down to. Like I said, that their their play, they might play well. It's going to change my tune every now and then. Hot streaks, <clears throat> probably a cold streak coming. But right now, looking up positive. But at the start of the season, I think that this team's definitely not going to finish first in the Atlantic. We're probably going to be in a wild card position, I find. And we're going to be going into the first round of the playoffs. What about you? Uh, my expectation is the same as it is every year. Now, my expectation is different than what obviously, like, what I want them to do is win the Stanley Cup. Oh, My yeah. expectation yeah. every year is for them to win the Stanley Cup. Now, mm-hmm. I am not one of those Leafs fans that says, oh, this is a year they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, like last year I said that, but that last year I meant it. Ain't that now, too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, my expectation is for them to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, I do not, I, I cannot settle for anything less, and I won't settle for anything less. So that's my expectation, and I, I get it. It's like, it's very like, whatever, like uh Positive, positive, but (laughs) any (laughs) yeah, but I that's that's where I want to be right now. I I just my expectation is for them to win the Stanley Cup, and we're seeing. I mean, we're still so early in the season, but we're seeing teams like Tampa not have the obviously the sizzle that they had last year. Uh, I don't think Tampa is a team to beat this year, but we'll see what happens. Of course, Tampa will probably figure out something to screw everybody else. Uh, All right. Anyways. Uh, do you think this team has done enough in this offseason for this upcoming season? Well, I mean, they, they did what they could. Like, really, 
I mean, they lost Hyman. You knew that he was going to ask for more money. So uh, it is what it is. They're going to bring serviceable players in like we do every year. We're going to bring vet minimums. We're going to bring in reclamation projects, guys coming back from serious injury or spent time in the minors or just couldn't find a spot on a better team. And we're going to let them play in our roster until they want a bigger contract somewhere else. Now, just quickly back to the prediction too. I want to remain positive and what I want to say is, although my expectation is not the Stanley Cup, I really do want them to just win one round. Like, honest to fucking God, I, w- I will be happy with one round because here's the thing. They're still young. Like, I get it. They're still many years ahead. Hopefully, when these contracts are over, still in a couple of years, like Morgan Riley just resigned. That's a huge positive. I love it. I don't care if anybody disagrees with that term or money. Just the chill way that he signed. No drama. Wants to be a Leaf fucking A. I love it. And even his performance in the Philadelphia game shows why. But I just... As long as as long as they win one round, man, I will actually be fucking happy. And I think that if we win one round, there's a real serious chance because of the NHL playoffs that we could go deep. I'm not saying win the cup, but we could definitely win a couple of rounds. Like we just got to get over this fucking first round curse. Yeah, that's fair. Like I would love a first round win, but if they lose in the second round, it's still disappointing. Like honestly, like I so we all watched Montreal Canadiens last year. Get to the cup final and and get crushed. Shit and now a perfect hockey for three months. Just bullshit. yeah, fine. But like, and now they're like the second worst team in the NHL. And like now, everybody's like, oh, last year we did this, bitch. Last year don't count. That's how Leaf fans. That's how hockey fans. That's how sports fans are. Last year don't mean shit unless you won. And they didn't win last year. Now they're the worst team in hockey. Suck my ass. Yeah, they are the worst team in hockey. There, there's a real chance that Shane Wright could be going to Montreal. They're that friggin' bad. Like they're, well, I mean, you know, it, it all. You look at what happened with Cole Caulfield being sent down. A wake up call. Like, listen, buddy. Like, you're not playing on the team that last year that was doing everything right. You're now playing on a shit team. Let's see you play some defense. Let's see you not get crumpled against the boards. And obviously, that couldn't happen. That's where he is. Yeah, good heart right. take Zegris that he's going to score 40 goals. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so uh, next, like my next pre of the season questions is um, Did Amazon Prime's All or Nothing hurt this team? Do you mean recording during the season or watching it now? Good. You know what? That's good. I don't know. Both. Let's go with both. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know if it hurts or it really helps, man, to have camera in your face all the time when you're like a professional. Like, I think when you're the Toronto Maple Leaf, there's enough media going around that it shouldn't be an issue. You're in so many commercials, press conferences. you got 20 reporters in your face every day. I mean, they're filming you in a suit walking down from the bus. Like, everything is televised. I, I Just, you got to kind of be yourself. I'll, honestly, I would... If I was a Leaf player, I wouldn't have watched fucking All or Nothing first off. Unless, like, I had a wife and kids and they had filmed, like, important scenes and I'd watch it with family. Sure. Otherwise, not a fucking chance I'm watching that and reliving what went on. So, I think mainly it was just fans and people who hate the Leafs just getting some enjoyment out of that last episode. But for us, and me personally, it was a little cathartic. It was like, as soon as Will Arnett, like, super fan, just started talking, I was just like, and he's like, yeah, it happened. It's like, yep, son of a bitch, that's a Leaf fan, like ready to be heard again yeah i um i'll tell you i i thought it helped the team in the sense of it gave a lot of insight to the team and what goes on behind the scenes like we all think we know but when you see it uh kind of unfold 
I, I really enjoyed it. I, I loved all the BCS. I, I thought it was all very interesting. Um, and, you know, like I told you when we did, when we made this date that I was going to watch that last app and I still haven't watched it. Oh, and come same, on. I, you know, the reason, the same reason I haven't watched the last um, Christopher Nolan Dark Knight movie. Rip it it's because what are you talking about because when you watch the last one, it's over, it's over, you know. And yeah. I, I don't, I, and I, and I don't really want to relive that shit. Anyway, let's, let's. I thought it helped because it gave me some insight. You but, know, uh, we're gonna beat buddy time, all right? And, and yeah, that's, let's buy time to watch fucking Dark Knight Returns. Or I know. Um, yeah, I don't know what, what the last one was. I was like, I can't do it, man. And then it's all gone. And then Christopher, it, no, anyways, it's not even that good. It's not even that good. Okay, well, it's good to know. Okay, you do watch. you think what's that? Yeah, I should. Maybe I'll we'll watch it tonight. Probably yeah. not, but yeah. No, you won't. Do you think this team has an identity issue? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and you could tell kind of at the beginning of the season, holy shit, man, was there ever a team in the NHL that was in their own head? You know what I mean? Like totally. Like it, it sucks. Like I actually hate the Toronto media and like the oversaturation of this market because it just never helps. Cause it honestly, you either rise to it and you just become an absolute beauty, or like the majority of players, and hence why we don't win a cup. You crumble under the pressure here, and you just can't take. So I think that's a huge thing. I mean, they're young guys. Like when we were in our early twenties, like that type of just everybody constantly. And I mean, we're one, we're two of them. So yeah, get it. It's just I definitely think it's an identity crisis. What I do, what I will say though, is small steps, small steps, man. I'm gonna keep everything in perspective this season after the bullshit because I was so hyped with you last season. I always try to remind myself of that, just like how positive and in people's faces we were, we're but riding high man my oh dick yeah was out the whole time i was so like I'm trying, yes. not, I'm trying not to do that but okay the like Tavares has stepped up a couple times as a captain when something's happened on the ice and he's beaking and he's uh talking in more press conferences and answering questions more true like they they all seem a bit older like and more confident in themselves but it's still lacking this team identity and, and we got to find i mean you can't i i love them and He's so sick, and I want to buy his jersey. But it's kind of also an indictment on the team if, like, Jason Spezza is going to be the leader of this team. Like, yeah, he should be definitely a vocal veteran and, and maybe get the A and, like, everybody loves him. But when you're being paid the big dollars, like Marner, Matt, like, Matthews needs to step up. Like, he was potentially going to be the captain, and, and he steps up product-wise, like, and offensive. But I'm talking he needs to just get that big body, start for like, you know, take a more leadership. Start, start yelling at guys yeah. on the bench. I, I think off I, to the ref, don't get a penalty or anything, but like go up and ask him like, what the fuck are you calling that for? I, I think, I think they have an identity crisis. Cause I think of this, I think of when this, the core four kind of first started to get uh, put together, assembled, you know, the young team, they were the young team, you know, yeah. they're the young fast team with a lot of potential. And then they became the young skilled team. Uh, or the fast, young, skilled team. And then they slow down a little bit, but they're still a skilled team. So they're going to beat you with smaller forwards and, and a lot of skill. And last year was kind of like, well, we're, we're going to get a little tougher, but we're still that skilled team. And we got these, like the core four, plus, you know, Amo on the back end. And, you, know, like, you had all these things, but it wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't all clicking. I think this year, their goal was to be harder to play against, but... I don't know if that's enough of an identity to really um, win a cup or or be like a powerhouse. Right now, they're if you catch this team when they're hot, you're going to get hurt. If you yeah. catch this team when you're cold, you're all going to make bonuses because 
you know, your pits, you're going to light them up for seven, a 7 1 win or the, or the uh, 4 1 loss or 5 1 loss to Los Angeles. Like, you're going to, you're, if you catch them on a cold day, everyone's going to look good all over the place. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I, that, that is their identity now. Like, it's that and pretty much that we're a, a two team line. Like, you're right. We try to get bigger, bring in Richie and all these guys, and that's not an identity. Like, it, you, we don't the penalty kill has looked better i will say because i was about to say we're not even a special teams type team where we should be just absolutely on all cylinders on a power play like washington like we should be a sick power play team but the penalty kill has definitely stepped up the last two games but yeah definitely we need to find an identity i you know what there's one thing we actually didn't take down in our in our show notes but the the power play has looked the formation of the power play this year is great and who would have thought putting two guys two snipes in front of the net is a good idea and having in the back end just feed. I mean, the, the power play this year, it looks fantastic. And I think it's going to just climb the league rankings. I think right now it's like middle of the pack 12th in the league or something like that. I think, I think by the end of this year, there's a good chances of the top 10 power play because it looks so good and teams are having a hard time defending against it right now. So I like the PP right now. Me too. And I'm loving Tavares in front of the net with that shot on the PP. Totally. Yeah, I love the PP. Yeah, all right, cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> moving on right now, I, like I said it in the good bad in Toronto that I was going to give his team 20 games before I got like too, too on them about anything. Uh, you look at a guy like Matthews who didn't get a training camp and, you know, four or five new faces on the lineup. Maybe so that chemistry has to happen. So, we're looking at what? We're at um, 13 games, 14 games in the season. The least right now are eight, eight, five, and one, second in the Atlantic, which is great news. Um, they went on that nice like five game winning streak after like a really really hard start to the season. One loss, but they're back in the win column with a big win over Philly. I was shout out win against Philly. Uh, you, know, I was watching Dangle and he made this really good point. The Flyers are kind of like the Leafs in the sense of they're a good team, they have good players, but when they're cold, they're really cold. And yeah. I we saw that in the game. Philly couldn't get much going, and Toronto looked amazing. Everything seemed to be moving right. Jack Campbell probably played the best game he's played as a Leaf, in my opinion. I thought it was the first time he looked super confident in that and understood his role in the net. Um, so I, I was impressed by the gentleman Jack Campbell. So yeah, of course. I agree with you, dude. How many times did I write soup in the mm. fucking chat? <laughs> I love this guy, and, and he's definitely taking control of the net. And I know we're going to talk a little bit later in predictions, but this guy, uh, he's definitely going to play a big role this season, and he's definitely going to be our starter. Oh, I'm just blanking out. What were we talking about before that, Jackie Campbell? What was your point? Uh, the, the, so far, the, the, on the season, where they are in, in the standings. Mm, no. Okay. No. I'll have to, okay. I'll have to remember okay. it. 8-5-1. Oh, oh, I was going to say, yeah, 6-7. Small victories. Boom, just came back to me. Uh, small little victories along the way because there's a few things. We go on a five-game winning streak. That's fucking sick. That's after we had a huge cold streak and we were absolute shit. So we have that five-game win streak typical and i call it to my buddy at work i hope he calls in and confirms it with us but i was saying it's la is like the perfect leaf trap game if you're a leaf fan or if you've ever watched this team five game win streak on a monday night against kind of a lesser opponent from the west coast it's a little bit of a later start 7 30 jack campbell's former team there's enough narratives to really fuck over the leaves yeah fine oh don't forget about all the ex-leafs playing in the exactly. lineup yeah exactly so so fine we lose that game but to go out the very next game against an Eastern opponent, Philly, and win, and not only that, but get the goalie a shutout, that's huge. Like, I was so fired up for this game. That's such a big thing for this team to build confidence in these young guys is to know that 
yeah, man, we're going to have this hot streak. All of a sudden we have a down moment. Like it's just Simmons was in the dressing room before they started this hot streak. Like stop feeling sorry for yourselves. Like we're professional athletes. Start playing like it. So that's a step in the right direction. Penalty kill stepping up. Power play starting to step up. Like small steps. This is what you got to do to win back over the fan base. Yeah, I 100% agree. And it, you said it, bounce back. Like fine, you're, you're wonderful, great five-game winning streak, league-leading five-game winning streak gets snapped in an embar- slightly embarrassing fashion, bounce back with a strong win. That's what you got to do. I like it. I have to agree. All right. Um, you have this note here. MVP so far in the season, you know, 14 games in. You got the soup, man. Um, There's no other. Just move on. So that's no, the I, I'll, I'll say it. JTO, I think, I think Tavares has come I in love- on a mission. I love it. I think... He's playing with a spark. I mean, the injury last year, I know a lot of, in the playoffs, uh, a lot of people worried about him. And it wasn't as serious as it, uh, it looked, which is great news. But he has come back on a mission, and I'm so happy to see it. And at the, at the end of the day, this is what you want from your captain. You know, you, you, we think back in our lifetime lead captains. Yeah, Sundin was a good captain because he was a producer and he was steady and consistent. But when you look at guys like Dougie and Wendell, those guys are passion guys. Yeah, Dougie, I had you know had one year he could have been the, like the league MVP, and Clark was always like a fireball. But these guys like they bled blue and white, and you're seeing that this year with Tavares. I mean, maybe it took him a little bit of time to get comfortable, maybe have that role in the in this huge market. But this year he's wearing that hat better than anybody else, and I am so impressed and so happy with John Tavares right now. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up too because. I mean, you've known me forever. I have a strong emphasis on goalies. So whenever someone's playing like Jack and he's keeping us in the game, he's going to be the MVP for me. Number two, absolutely Tavares. And my brother brought up a great point because we were talking about it because one of our buddies was discussing if he should be the captain or not. And yeah, he should absolutely be the captain. He is starting to wear that hat because how many times does the media or anybody hype up that a kid's going to be coming home? You know what I mean? This guy actually came home. This superstar decided to be Toronto to take that on to live our dream. So I'm always going to be pumped and cheering for him. I was really worried at the start of the season, what Tavares we were going to get after that super scary injury. Everything seemed positive and everybody was saying the right things. And and even he looked like he wasn't suffering like, you know, huge concussion symptoms and, and wasn't like missing out on life or anything. It was going to be maybe JT is questionable. Like he's firing on all cylinders. Like I said before, in front of that net, I'm absolutely loving it. The way that he's uh, doing more press conferences and just seems to be a bit more alive talking to the fans and the, and just just kind of being more present and not just being like that robotic hockey interviews that we always get sometimes with players like he's starting to open up more like you're saying so that's definitely my yeah. second choice. I love it I I think I think he's having a great start to the season and I really hope it was the JTO from two seasons ago where he netted 47 or yeah 47 for the Leafs if if he can get close to that if he cracks 40 this year I think that's incredible um, even if he's like, like high thirties, I'd be very happy with that. Uh, you know, like Matthews is probably, he's probably gonna get 50 goals this year. And if he does get 50 goals this year and Tavares is right there beside him with like a high 30 or early 40, I would be over the moon with those two guys with that kind of production. All right, moving on. You got Mrazic out for a couple of weeks. Uh, the goalie situation behind the soup man. Yeah. It's- so, they called up Joseph Wall, everybody. I mean, this young kid, finally, he's going to get a chance, and we're going to have a back-to-back this weekend. So he's definitely going to play. And and just for my money's worth, you go out and win the first game. 
you you play your ass off. I don't care who the opponent is. You try to get that first win. So then no matter you obviously want both wins, but no matter what you you're even the series, that's like worst case going out. So you give wall Saturday night. But besides that, obviously the team doesn't really have faith in Hutchinson. Yeah. Hutch, Hutch is just not, not where he he's needs to be. Third in stringer NHL or like he's. Yeah. But you know what? Like wall, like I am petrified of this. This guy's numbers for the AHL are not good. And they're going to give it, you know, like this is going to be a couple years ago where the Coposalo, what was that kid's name? Who, they, they, they threw him in an emergency situation and he got lit up and he never played a game for the Leafs again. Like it was, I am petrified that this is that situation because with his numbers not looking, they're not looking like a starting AHL goalie. And we're going to throw this guy in on hockey night. I mean, talk about pressure. The thing is, it's weird. Like I got this weird thing about Americans on this roster, and every year there seems to be another American, another. And I, I don't care if you bring me a cup. I don't care, but there has to be something, them, some correlation, maybe with the pressure put on by them. Um, but another American on the roster, another American goaltender. Let's see what happens. I'm hoping. I'm hoping, but I'm not expecting much. Hey, I. I love old school if we had just a bunch of good old Ontario boys filling out the roster. But, man, I've heard the American thing from family since the Brian Burke era bringing Phil Kessel, and there's always more American. But, you know, the the thing is, if you bring an Ontario kid in, the pressure is that much higher. You bring this American in, maybe there's a little bit more swat. Like, did you see how happy Jack Eichel was ringing that fucking siren in in Vegas? This dude had an erection as hard as it ever been. It was ripping the skin. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't because if you are if you're a high draft pick like Jack Eichel and you get you have all this bad media following you around and you finally get out, I'm hiding under a rock for at least six weeks before I I, I, dig, I get out of the get into the public eye again because yeah. this guy you, I had never seen him stand so tall. I had never seen him be so proud. His chest was all puffy and everything, and he it's rang crazy. that thing. Oh, dude, this this guy I'm calling it now. He's going to be in the NHL player assistant program within the first six weeks of him playing for or being in Vegas. I'm calling it now. This guy's going to have nothing but issues. Okay. Team USA, man. Yeah. USA. All right. Um, Haul out for consecutive games. This is a good point you brought up. I I have a theory. What, What do you think? I'm guessing your theory is trade. Yeah, man. Let's hear it. I think I think they're they're making him a little bit hungry. They're going to do a showcase, or him or or Dermot is one of the two that the guys are currently on a showcase to be shipped. Yeah. So uh, just a spoiler alert. We'll bring it up again, but that was going to be one of my predictions was that a defenseman was going to be shipped out. Um, I don't know who between the two. I mean, you you protected Hall from Seattle, and I'm not saying it's the better move to give up a guy for free i'm really not saying that fuck seattle i don't care but like i i don't know have you already given up on him i think you're right it's time to light a fire under his ass i actually feel like dermot could be the guy on the way out now besides playing with riley because riley's so offensive that dermot was getting fucking burned he's actually had a pretty solid season dermot comeback for who he he is so i don't know i i definitely could see dermot going I think Hall stays, but like, where? What do we get? Like, who? Do, what do you get? Like, low, you know, a prospect or a, a serviceable, a replaceable guy of the same quality. The only thing I could see happening 
is you move them out for that little bit of cap space in case you're bringing somebody in with a bigger cap hit. Um, yeah. But I, 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 don't, I don't even know if that's the case because I, when it comes down to it, well, I think Hall's at what, like uh, 1.5 on the season and Dermot's, Dermot's at slightly over that or maybe 2 million bucks, something like that. So they're about the same money. So it's, it's, I can't imagine it being that big of a deal uh, for cap space. It's it's obviously that they, they feel that they either have something with Lilligren and, and Sandine, which watching those guys play, like Sandine, for my money, reminds me of a young Morgan Riley before all the maturing, I guess I'll call it. But <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of blown away by how well this kid plays. I think he's got great moves. He's got great hands. And he's probably, I think he's actually better than Morgan Riley. Um, but it's such a small sample size. I, I can't overly commit to that. But at the end of the day, um, I would like to see Hall stay. I like Hall's size. I like his, his commitment, but I like Dermot's movement. This guy can move. He's got the speed. I, I, I like it. So He's got that little bit of an edge to him too, Dermot, and it burns him on penalties sometimes, and they're really bad penalties, and they're frustrating. But there's other times where it's like, yeah, get get the hell in there. I like seeing that. So, uh, But out of the two, I even though I was really hyped for Dermot coming out of Erie, I, I definitely want Hall to stay out of the two. But your salary cap thing, I guess, kind of makes sense if I'm trying to think of a situation where one of them's dealt. And, and, yeah, and they- just quickly, too, because you said Sandine, I have been impressed, even though the few times he's been burned. But the other guy, too, that you brought up, Lilligren, his poise and confidence that is building each game is pretty impressive. Like this guy, there are times where the puck is back in our zone and and it's just the simple defensive thing of putting on the brakes, resetting the play, letting a line change happen. He does that a few times. And I'm just like, man, that is an NHL defender. Like that is a mentality. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. You know, like we'll get into it because it's the next point. Uh, The two young guys on D, you know, when they, when they got drafted a couple of years ago, I expected them one year, maybe two years um, with the Marlies before they made the, the jump. And it, it hasn't been the case. It, it took a little bit longer, but right now they're looking fantastic. And I just hope that they continue to gain experience. They, they have the speed on a, on a defensive core that is looking slow early in the season. Yeah. You know, Brody is looking slow. Muzzy is looking slow. Muzz, Muzzin... I could see I, I, he must be uh, like uh, the the talk on on the radio is that he's he's probably working with some kind of injury like a low grade injury, so I can see he's trying to be more physical, but I'm wondering if that's affecting his regular play because I don't mind Muzz as one of those guys where he is he's uh, somewhat physical but more or less a, a very stick active defenseman yes. and taking the puck off as opposed to the big hit. But I know they want the physical play from him because he's, he's that kind of body guy. Um, and I don't know if Hall is the kind of guy that can commit to that kind of play because he's a much more of a high commitment kind of guy. He's one of those guys that you're going to see him, you know, uh, follow a player around as opposed to, you know, like, like escape by, or he's going to, he's going to grab a guy in front of the net. Uh, but he's not necessarily a big hit kind of guy where I think Muzzin's trying to be that big hit guy. Yeah, uh, absolutely great point, man, because I was just about to say about Hall that he is the type of guy, it's not a big hit. He's the guy that's holding the guy against the boards and just not letting off and the puck battle in between the skates, that great defensive play where the crowd starts to clap. Like, that is where Hall shines when he's on point. So I definitely agree with all that. Like, he's a six-foot-four big body, 
you know, guy. So yeah, he's going to lean on a guy. He's going to burn some energy. You know, it's like the MMA rule. You know, if you sit on a guy for, for five minute round, he's going to be tired. And if you're going to do that in shift work, it, the guy's going to burn out. So anyways, I love back- and that's part of the thing too, that they also need to improve on with those guys. And it's what needs to improve with the power play is just quick efficiency, getting out of the zone, like the power play. They should be telling those guys no more than three passes before a fucking shot. I don't care if a guy blocks it, but you are just going to rip it. So it's the same thing with those pairs. Like no more tricky stuff, no more of the back and forth plays across the crease. Like it's simple hockey. And I think that was part of the thing that burned them at the start of the season is they kind of forgot how to play the game of hockey. They were trying to like individually prove that they weren't that team from last year. Like they weren't that player from last year. Yeah. I, I also think that the defense needs to play with more of an edge. I just don't think they have, they don't, they don't look mean, you know, like they just look like guys who are playing. Like I, when I think of like Darian Hatcher prime for the Dallas stars, like cracking people's skulls, that's a, that's a defense, but I don't want to go against. And that's what I want on my team. I want a guy that like, I want Dmitry Skavich back number 36 in the blue and white the <laughs> fucking tree. I want the tree back because that guy took a puck to the face and kept going. Like that, I want. I want scary looking. I want a scary looking Soviet. I don't even want a Russian defenseman. I want a Soviet to come back and just be like this this Cold War warrior that's just gonna crush guys in the corners. Yeah, All you right. don't. You don't think I want a Gary Roberts type leader on this team? Hops out of the penalty box and goes on a breakaway to score constantly, like every three four games. Yeah, I would love to have some of those team players. All right, moving on. Next thing you got, Marner returned to form. You know what? I think he needed a couple chiclets chipped. To get to get his game back, how Marner got his groove back, baby. Broken teeth. Yeah, yeah, I know. Rob, it, it was yeah. Welcome to the world of hockey, man. And it's a good yeah. thing that you already found your like beautiful girlfriend and you're engaged, so you you're in yeah. for the long haul. It's good, yeah. man. Good thing you signed for ten mil C's because you you're gonna need that dental work. Yeah, oh, I mean right away as soon as you're over the game, I'm calling the dentist. I'm like, yeah. So you saw that, right? Like, so <laughs> yeah. I'll be there tomorrow. First thing, uh, he's whistling on the phone like. I'll be there. Yeah. Okay, let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Off season. Uh, off season pieces grading so far. I think we kind of went over that already. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on Pierre Engvall because the giraffe. This guy, man, I don't know how to feel about him anymore. That just when, sums up fucking perfectly. <laughs> when okay, this this is my timeline on on Engvall. Break. He makes a team. Babcock. Babcock era. Yeah. Makes a team. Okay, this guy's huge, and he's got speed. I'm a fan already. I talked to my buddy, Brian Shales. What up, Shales, if you're listening? Thank you for listening. What up, buddy? He, he's a high-level figure skater. And what he told me about Peter Engvall's skating is that it's actually the pro- – like a lot of hockey players, they play – they skate too hunched over. So their, their um, center of gravity is actually f- – it's a momentum pushing them forward, but you burn out quicker that way. The way that Engel is a little bit more upright skater, which allows him to skate faster, longer. So when I heard that, I was like, okay, well, that's a that's a really unique breakdown. That's definitely not a hot take I'm getting on overdrive or anything like that. So it's interesting. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I see you see the speed, and then it kind of evolves a little bit more. And I started thinking to myself, like, where did like did we acquire him in, in a draft or in the draft, or did we get him in a trade? This is what's special about him. Toronto drafted him in 2014. Seventh round, 188th overall. Now, how many times have we begged for a late round draft pick to actually make the fucking team, to actually make make a difference? 
this is kind of our guy right now because we don't have anybody else. You know, we have all of our all of our our own draftees are first or second rounders. You know, no one else on the team is like a third or fourth round. This guy's a seventh rounder, six foot five, two hundred fifteen pounds. The fucking Zdeno Chara of the Toronto Maple Leafs. But my my hope for him is that he kind of does what Chara did, which was figure out the ability of your size. And it, it doesn't seem like that's ever uh, to any point. Like he plays like he's five foot eight. Yeah. But just, he's fucking six foot five. Yeah. You know what, man? <clears throat> Everything you said right there and just looking over stats. What a crazy Cinderella story. Seventh round, Toronto Maple Leaf. Zdeno Chara, potential apparently, even though I've never fucking heard that. Just, just crazy. Just, just the size relation. That's all the I'm strides, The strides. Like he's making my voice just more calm, soothing, thinking about him. All that doesn't matter because this guy can't put the puck in the fucking net. He can't pass it to anybody. No points. He's the secondary McKayev to this team. Oh, how many breakaways? That's great. And just like Grabner, you fall, you you throw it. Like that, that game the other day where he kind of got a breakaway or at least a two-on-one where the defense was pinching him and he's coming down the side, just shoots it into Jonathan Quick's chest. Like that's great, man. Yeah. Oh, sick. Just get a shot on net. That that's what I learned in Pee Wee too. That's awesome. Just do a little bit more because the only reason I say that is you only have three goddamn points on the season. Like besides the top four, nobody is really producing offensively, and this guy is a huge part. You're right. Yes, he's one of these European guys. You hope comes over. He makes a huge difference. Like he was on the wider ice. You think it's going to work out? He has Barb Underhill already helping. That graceful skating, the fantastic. If he's not producing, then he's just killing minutes all right this but my my hope for him is you know when chara when chara broke out with the islanders you know like he was kind of a little bit of a laughing stock like a sideshow you know the potential wasn't really there he goes to ottawa he he starts to form they, they find a role they figure it out he signs with boston and becomes this legendary player I'm not saying that that's Engvall's trajectory. What I'm saying is I would just like some of that magic dust that happened, that Ottawa dust that happened, that created the myth, the man, the legend of Zidane Ochara. And what I'm telling you is that there was a lot of the movie character Lenny going on in Chara with his strength, and that made up for a lot of deficiencies in his game because he was just big Chara's size, like, like a Neanderthal, like me hungry, me hit guy. Like, all right, awesome. Give him the C. Overrated. All right. Overrated. I, so, dead. Okay, so I, I'm going to add him <laughs> into some of our predictions. Let's get let's get into everybody's favorite part of the show. Predictions. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. I thought that that's going to go differently. Okay. Dude, who cares about Chara, man? That guy sucks. Oh, he's a super nice guy off the ice. He's Greco wrestling. Ooh. Sweet. <laughs> okay, so uh, Leaf Edition 2021, episode 10. Yeah. Um, here we're gonna go. we're gonna get into our predictions. Uh, we'll revisit this after our regular season. Actually, maybe when the season's done, we'll figure it out later. Okay. Let's start off. Um, team, what's the team's? What is the Toronto Police regular season record going to be? Ba. So that's what I was kind of talking to you about beforehand. We were trying to discuss, you know, what would be the point threshold to make the playoffs? What are they going to? So just going off what we were talking about right now, I'm going to say 
<laughs> uh, 44 wins, 30 and 8 for 96 points. Okay. Uh, and I think that's friggin' wrong. <laughs> but I, I think there's not enough losses. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that I think the Leafs are going to crack 100 points. I so, want so bad do that. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I, this is, I think this is what's going to happen. I think you're going to see like Florida is just like flying, Carolina's flying, but yep. there are teams falling and falling quickly. Like Detroit is like, Detroit has something going on, but they're not there yet. Uh, so there's a lot of wins to happen with Detroit. Ottawa is like a fucking shit show. Like Ottawa had all this hype. Because they, they were able to beat the Leafs. They had the best record against the Leafs in the regular season last year. Not because of that, but they had that. And how so a lot of people... Yeah, how many times do I tell you Ottawa steps up against us? Yeah, no, I get that. They just suck against everybody else. Yeah. And what's going to happen is the issue that we all knew beforehand, which was goaltending. That goaltending is going to be the story of this season with all the teams. I'm calling it now. Carey Price gets traded this year. I'm calling, I'm calling it this year. That's my early hot take. Carey Price gets traded. You think they're going to move that? What to the lease? No, that's no, but he go. Don't say that. Okay, that that that's that's for another case. And get back to my predictions. Okay, I'm gonna say like, about, wait, 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 wait. Just quickly about Carey Price, man. I honestly thought he was going to be going to Seattle. So now that that didn't happen, I have no clue. But moving on to predictions. Yeah. Okay. So I, I got forty six. Uh, I think forty six wins. So that gives the Leafs ninety two points. I'm going to say I'll say eight ties and whatever the rest of that math is. Can I put put an asterisk beside my record so I get like 0.2% of a point if this is right? Even though I have them at 96 points, if the threshold to get in the playoffs is over 100 points, I have the Leafs making the playoffs, like no matter what. That's as a prediction. Okay, I'm going to say 100 points. So, so Okay. Yeah. All right, so the next prediction we got is um, who will lead the team in these categories? Goals, points, and then... I want a goalie win number. Um, go for it. Who will lead the team and how many goals? So I kind of did it like I did last year where I just did the top four and just quickly I'll rattle them off. So number one, who I think is going to lead the team in goals, obviously Matthews. And even though I'm hoping I'm a little wrong, I think he's going to be getting 48 goals this season, just under 50. Okay. And then quickly, second is going to be Tavares. I have him hitting 40 goals on the season, and that is a little hot take prediction. Tavares is back. I like it. I like it, though. Then big Willie Snizbo Nylander with 36 goals. And I have Marner. Yeah, he's going to have a season. That's a prediction I'm having. And then Marner's going to have a nice, solid 25 goals. The boys are going to step up. I think Spets is going to get like 20 goals this season, too. I wouldn't doubt it, man. Absolute Leaf legend. I don't know what teams in Ontario he played beforehand on, but this guy has been a I think just the Leafs. I'm yeah, pretty sure just the Leafs. Pretty sure. He also, he also played for the Mississauga Ice Dogs when I worked for the Ice Dogs, and I didn't think okay. he was that big of a deal, but I'll take it. All right. <laughs> All right. So when it comes to Apples, who do you think is going to lead the team in A's? Um, so I just wrote down point-wise, so I'll just look quickly. Oh, yeah. So obviously Marner. And yeah. I have Arner leading right now with 56 assists. 50, 56, okay. Yeah. Okay, and I, I said Marner. I wanted to go more. Yeah, I, I went Marner, and I said 65. Oh, good. Yeah. Whatever. Take the hot take. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I, you know, you know me. I go a little juicy on these things. I like it. I do. I'm being a bit more conservative. All right. So goalie wins. Okay. So obviously Jackie Campbell. Yeah. Man, and I'm telling you right now, like I think there's a serious chance, and this is almost a prediction too. I want to make, but I I really hope he stays healthy. But if if Campbell's healthy, man, he's playing over like 60 games. I almost think. Like with the yeah, way that this Brazic and this team, like I, I don't know. I, I hope not. They wanted to bring in a tandem, but I could see him like no problem 56, 57, 58 games and possibly going over 60. Ooh. Okay, so you're saying 60? 60 wins? No, that no, 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 insane. no. No, no, no. I'm saying 60 oh, games. games. I, I'm saying like he's going to be predominantly the starter. Like he right. could be in close to like. Uh, like a Freddie a couple years ago number. Like it'd be close to Jackie Campbell playing 60 of the games. I'm not saying 60 wins. They only have 44 wins on the season, I'm predicting. So Yeah, right, yeah. Okay, so I'll say uh, with 44 wins, I'll give Mrazic. I'll say 32 wins for Jackie Campbell out of the 44. Okay, I got I got Campbell as well. Obviously, I think I think we're both on ingredients in that. Uh, I got 36 wins. Um yeah, I, I think I think Maz is probably going to end up with, I, I think he probably like ten or eleven wins to be honest, uh, because I I think he's probably going to be out more than he's going to get wins. So, how many wins did you have on the season? I had forty six wins. That gives Mrazic or Wall ten wins. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So I, I got a couple oddball predictions. Um, Yo, wait. wait mm, change change my record. Change my record prediction. Okay, go for it. Go to 45 wins, 29-8. Okay. Okay. So so you're going to get, so you're going with 89 points. Sorry, 98 points. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, so a couple oddball predictions. Okay. Um, all right, so one of these three have a lengthy stint on the IR. They miss at least 15 games. Simmons, Campbell, or Matthews? Oh, man. And it, we're just choosing of those three. Yeah. Okay, I will say... I have a feeling I could see Simmons missing over 15. Yeah, I got, I got... Maybe not in the same length of time, but definitely over the course of the season, it's going to be over 15, I, I have a feeling. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I feel like every season it, it's a thing for him, and uh, and last season, I mean, it was a real momentum turner for them when he got hurt. So I yeah. think I think it is all right. Uh, next one: Will the Leafs make the playoffs? Yes, yes, I have the Leafs making the playoffs. There is enough young talent, raw talent on this team that yes. Do the Leafs play trade for a goalie by the deadline? Man, that is a great prediction question. Oh boy, I'm gonna let you answer this one first. I'm making my this is a this is a good one. Two hundred percent, yes. It's probably gonna be Dave Riddick again, but one hundred percent because we already said it. Hutch is not not a goaltender, NHL goaltender anymore. Uh, Wall is not even an AHL goaltender right now. Mrazek can't stay healthy. Campbell can't stay healthy. So. That that's enough on the wall for me. Um, yeah, even though this kind of seems like a coattail answer, I actually had this discussion, funny enough, in a 
different way at work with a bunch of buddies and maybe with this defensive trade, they clear some cap space, but I could, I, I'm going to say, yeah, because I could see them bringing in a guy like not necessarily Braden Holtby, but I, I could see a serviceable guy definitely coming in, especially if, if the way Mirazic's going Hutchinson, the team doesn't have faith. Like we said, and we have no faith. I certainly don't walls unproven. Uh, Scott is injured. I'm not sure about the yeah. other goal depth, but it's the weakest like depth on the team. So yeah, I could definitely see by trade deadline. They're going to bring in like a, a Holtby Riddick. Okay, yeah. Whatever happened to that guy that they got out of Columbus? Um, Find out for next episode. It's all good. Yeah, he's not. I feel like he's not with the organization anymore, though. That was what what, what a trade. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Does Nick Robertson become a regular in the lineup? No. Not this year, anyways. I just think that he hasn't. Like, he's a small guy, and I'm not saying the small guys can't go into the NHL right now because clearly there are a ton of examples differently. But I just think he hasn't found his game, his stride, the confidence in the NHL that it's going to transition over yet. Maybe maybe there's going to be a different feeling if he's going to be just putting up over a point per game in the AHL. And you, it's one of those things where you just you can't say no to it. But yeah. I'm going to say no. I'm saying no right now. I agree. I think maybe there's a spot for him if they make the playoffs as, as a fill. Fil- excuse me, as a filler, but I think actually with his contract, it, and if one, of, if, one of the, if one of the guys I'm going to name next is out of the lineup, there might be some cap space, but I don't think there's cap space with him in the lineup. Uh, moving on, does one of Bunting, Tasha, Richie, or Camp get traded or released by the end of the season? I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to say it's going to be Richie or Kosh because I still like Bunting, local kid, like what he's providing. And from what I've seen from camp and what we were expected of him, he's looked kind of nice, actually. So Richie, I mean, throwing the helmet off and all that stuff, he, he's kind of skating on thin ice. He had a way better game afterwards after that penalty, and that's what we want from him. But, yeah, I, I will say out of those four, I definitely see Kosh or Richie being traded or released. I, I think Richie's going to have a great second half of the season. I think he's he's going to have some hard times finding his footing, finding his role, getting familiar with the team and all that. But I think once he figures it out, he he, he I think he's going to get, get going. I think he's going to have a hot take. He's going to have a breakthrough Maple Leaf moment. He's going to have a Gary Volk slash Steve Sullivan type of Maple Leaf moment this season. That you is know, crazy. You did a Gary Volk shutout because. That is Mama Walk's favorite player. Wow. Well, I mean, that's, that second round against Pittsburgh was huge, baby. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, out of those four guys, I actually think I don't see any of those guys getting traded because they're on these like nice sweetheart deals. And at least, I mean, unless they're getting another sweetheart deal back, I can't see any of these guys moving just because of cap space. So I'm going to say no on that one. And that's one of the first of our kind of disagreeing. Uh, all right. Uh, likely first round opponent. Um, 85 to 90%. It's going to be Boston. And if not, (laughs) like, I mean that this, we're the Maple Leafs. So expect going in, it's going to be Boston. And if it's not Boston, then it's obviously going to be one of the Florida teams. And I'm, I'm actually thinking we're going to be playing the Panthers if anything. And I have the Leafs in a wild card position or at least third or trying to think of how the playoffs are. Sort of I out. don't. E- I don't even like that. But if if the playoffs were to start today, I mean, now we are so early in. 
Leafs are in second place, they would be playing Ottawa first round right now. That's never I'm sorry. And that's, do, that's, they, do they still do that two versus four, or do they switch that up, right? Now it's like two plays three? Oh, man, you're on air live. And it wouldn't, Ottawa wouldn't be in the Atlantic. You got to go both Eastern divisions, right? Like the East. They wouldn't be playing Ottawa, would they? Yeah, they play their divisional rival, not, not their... Um, well, it's Ottawa's yeah. record right now. Ottawa is a three and eight. First round exit. Yeah, like the Leafs right now are eighth <laughs> in the league. <laughs> yeah, if they go down to Ottawa, I might have to give up. I might have to give up hockey as a, as a sport viewer. I, I yeah, I just yeah, I, I don't yeah, know I'm how. Sure, that I'm works. sure that'll do it. I'm sure that'll do it. after losing to Montreal. Yeah, like, I'd rather lose to Montreal. At least they have legacy behind them, where Ottawa has nothing but shit behind them. No, the worst thing to ever possibly happen was to lose to Montreal, and it happened. All right, um, I, I'm gonna guess their their possible first round. Um, awesome. No, I th- I think it's gonna be like um, I could see Tampa, know. the reigning Stanley Cup champs, in the first Fuck. round. So. Yeah, you know what? Tam- yeah, Tampa's a good call. So you, you say Boston? All right, I'm gonna say okay. Tampa. Okay, good, good. There's enough narratives for any team for the Leafs to lose. Seven that's round. true. All right, my man. Uh, that's the re- that's the wrap up of the predictions. Um, hopefully, we're kind of right in some ways and kind of wrong in others. All I care about is the next time that we record in a couple of weeks, we're this positive and this happy and chill going in. That's all I want. It means well, at least you're doing well. Yeah, um, I have. I have to say this. I am. Uh-oh. I'm happy that they went on the, the winning streak because it was looking a little scary there. But between the um, between the <laughs> release of All or Nothing and the hard starts that season, it was not looking good for Leaf fans. That quick five-game winning streak against Boston and Tampa in, in that fold made every everything a little bit more digestible. Boston, but here's what, sure. The Boston game, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Boston, for sure. The Tampa game was, was you know, they're losing 99% of the game and end up winning in overtime. And uh, Hedman take, like shit that game, too. So the Boston yeah. game was way more of a... All these early games don't even count. So, I mean, we're happy that, that they won, but they don't really count because it's it's everything's shit right now. It's not going to get going until at least after American Thanksgiving, and then we can go. Fucking right. And we're going to have at least another episode by then for you guys to listen to, and I'm, I better be as cheery. Let's do this, buddy. Go Leafs go. We got this. We got this. Yeah. Yeah. Go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. All right. For Ball Walker, I'm Anthony Alahefe. Thank you so much for downloading, tuning in, and checking this out. This is Leaf Edition, first one of the season. Let's go, baby. Go Leafs go. Calgary's going down. Let's go.